0: Joe, where you going with that mic in your hand? It's time for school. Rock School with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Was successful because they were more talented musically than Bob Dylan, Paul McCartney, and Mick Jagger.
1: Wait,
0: no he did yeah, not. Yeah, he did. He said exactly that. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are. Tammy
1: Burns. Hi,
0: Tammy. Do you remember a band called Millie Vanilli?
1: Well, of course I do.
0: Millie Vanilli won the Grammy for Best New Artist. But why are we talking about Millie Vanilli? Well, when we get to seven days and 70 seconds, you'll hear on November 15th, 1990. That producer Frank Farian admits that he put Millie Vanilli together as a pretty front for studio musicians. To which I thought to myself, have we never told the story of Millie Vanilli?
1: You've got to be kidding. Of course we have.
0: No, we haven't. It seems like a straightforward, just these two guys showed up from Germany, we turned them into a pop band, and everything went terrible. But it's a whole lot more than that. You can blame Millie Vanilli all you want, Robert Pilatus and Fabrice Morvan, meaning Rob and Fab. That's Millie Vanilli. That's their names. The guys looked, you know, fantastic in biking pants in oh, yoga they pants. they were
1: gorgeous. They really were. They're just, beautiful. They
0: were two fellows that hit the genetic lottery. Yes. There's no two ways about it. They yes. were really good to listen to, and they could dance very well. There's only one problem. Okay. They couldn't sing very well. Oops. So, on November 15th, as I said, 1990 producer Frank Farian says he's the guy behind Millie Vanilli. It is all a joke. And I'll tell you why it popped out that was all a joke. So, who's this fella? We're going to tell you the story of Millie Vanilli, by the way. To which you might say, Is Millie Vanilli this idea that happened in a vacuum and it's never happened again that somebody you know, used another voice and then stuck a pretty person in. Oh, no, it's happened multiple times. Really? And I'll make you a bet, you know, one of the big ones. And it happened after Millie Vanilli, which to me kind of shocks me that it wasn't much bigger of a scandal.
1: They didn't learn a lesson?
0: No, they did not. Whoops. Frank Ferry is a German record producer and songwriter best known as the founder and the voice behind Boney M. Do you remember the pop disco group Boney M? I don't. You Please tell do me. No,
1: help me. Help oh, me. Oh, I've
0: got songs from all of this stuff. Cool. Uh, he worked with somebody called the Far Corporation. They had a men's Menza European hit with Stairway to Heaven. He was also the person who did Meatloaf's Loaf's album Blind Before I Stop. Okay, I've just named three things. Do you know any of them?
1: I know zero.
0: Okay, there I think we have our problem with Frank Ferry. Frank wanted to be a hit. That's all there was to it. So what he did is he recorded in 1998 this dance album with Robert Pilates and Fabrice Morvan. That's Robin Fab. That's Millie Vanilli.
1: That is. And
0: it didn't work. It went nowhere. It failed on the charts completely. How? So what he did is he brought all the songs back and he redid them and he remixed them and he put more cutesy stuff on it and he turned it into this... What's the word I'm looking for? Pretty package with a bow on top, and he sold it to America,
1: and we bought it.
0: We Hook, bought it.
1: Line sinker. It was. I the, was so in, y'all. It, it
0: was the Millie Vanilli debut album.
1: Girl, you know it's true. Exactly
0: that. You say to yourself, "Well, I'm. I'm always above this." Oh, you liar! No, it wasn't. Before you, I was
1: doing the Millie Vanilli dance. Before
0: you knew this was a complete farce, you know you said. Girl, you know it's true. Do, 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 do. Ooh, ooh, it's catchy as anything. Oh yeah. So it's 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 a dream. This is working. It's fantastic. What happened? Why did Millie Vanilli die? Who are the people who are actually singing? We'll tell you the whole thing for an hour today. It's Millie Vanilli and those that followed here on Rock School. Millie Vanilli. Now, look, I could play Millie Vanilli songs every time around, but I want you to hear some of the other things that this fella Frank Farian was involved in. We'll play some Boney M for you, maybe Far Corporation, maybe something off that Meatloaf album. We'll also play some songs for you that are of the later concerns that were basically the same as Rob and Fab. Look, it's as much as we want to tear this apart it's so easy after it happens we all swallowed the hook and sinker of millie vanilli and it was it was indeed these people that that sang back up on other human beings records these were great studio musicians but you have to ask yourself yeah we were duped but did we want to be duped let's be honest a hit song Is so much better from a person that looks like Justin Timberlake than a person who looks like me. Yeah, it is. That's right. Well, you you say that, but the the people, if you've ever seen a picture of them that are the actual singers, they're just people. There's nothing spectacular about them. They're just people. They're not ugly, they're not fat, thin, what have you. They're people. But when you threw Robin Fab up there, they were gorgeous. So, there's a little bit of, yeah, we got duped, and a little bit of, yeah, we wanted to be duped.
1: Yep, You yep.
0: know? Okay, so when did it all go to heck? And this is the real question of Milli Vanilli. In 1990, an MTV live performance of Girl You Know It's True failed, and the digital track began to repeat. Girl, you know it's girl, you know it's girl, you know oh. it's girl, you know it's. Oh my god! And Robin Fab ran off the stage. If you remember, there was a woman named Downtown Julie Brown who yes. was a, a really good uh, video DJ. Turned them around, coaxed them back on stage, and say, "Look, get back out there. People lip sync all the time, so they weren't even thinking about this not being them. You were lip syncing. Yeah, just go do it. Right. Britney Spears and and boy bands would dance like crazy, and you could either have them singing or you could have them singing and dancing, which meant you
1: you can't have both. (sighs) (sighs) You couldn't have both, right? Right.
0: So she turned them around. She sent them around. Now here's my question had there never been a digital burp would we ever have known would we ever have cared that Millie Vanilli was fake good question that's that's a good question I'm sure later in life because things went terrible for Rob and Fab and we'll talk about what happened to their life later on but Had things been absolutely wonderful, I'm sure there'd have been a point where somebody would have figured it out. One of the backup singers would have come forward or what have you. My thinking is, would we have cared? Yeah. But but that little thing, gosh, we love to destroy somebody in this here United States. So if it hadn't happened, would they have kept their best new artist? Because let's be honest, no, they didn't sing. But man, they were fun to watch.
1: Yeah, they were.
0: Uh Huh? Okay, let's play something else. I mentioned Boney M. Have you never heard of Boney M? I don't think so. You're about to. Here is this guy, Frank Farian, who put together uh, Milli Vanilli. His first success is Boney M. And it sounds like this on Rock School. gentlemen. So what happened? Well, the idea was that this Frank Farian had set up a series of concerts that were supposed to happen in 1998. The idea was that he would bring in these people who could sing, who could perform, and then he would make a band out of them. The problem was these people were musicians they were studio musicians they were people that they had things to do they couldn't go on tour they were going to sing with this person and that person and all of that so what they did was create the songs and these two fellas rob and fab who were brought in to try singing didn't work but they were gosh they were good were signed to a contract and everybody who sang Went ahead and signed a, what would you call it, a a do not speak, a non-disclosure <laughs> exactly. kind of thing and yep. all that. Yep. Rob and Fab were brought in and their concept was, look, you got to understand, you're going to be lip syncers, but you're pretty. And you dance well and mm-hmm. all of that. Right. There were concerts scheduled the next week of the recordings, one January 1988. So what he, this fella, uh, Frank Farian, did was signed Robin Fab to a 10-song-a-year Contract, Woo! Which means they would have had to have simply lip synced 10 songs a year. Wow! There's also this belief, now here, think of it today. Uh-huh. There's also this belief that Britney Spears didn't sing a whole bunch of her hits. Really? Do you care? It was one of her backup singers. Uh-huh. It's It's a low-level, you know, what do you call it, urban myth, but let's say it's completely wrong. When you go to see Britney at her Las Vegas concert, do you yeah, care? No.
1: Let's be honest. Not.
0: Right. When you go to see Britney Spears, when you go to see Mariah Carey, you're paying to see the human being because if you don't know their lip syncing, you're 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 living in a small fantasy world. So who is actually singing? Well, Charles Shaw is one of the singers. He was paid six thousand dollars to sing and then signed this thing to mm-hmm. keep his mouth closed and when he said he wouldn't he was offered and took a hundred and fifty thousand dollars to My keep his mouth shut goodness john davis was also given generally the same contract brad howell is the main voice when you hear girl you know it's true ooh, oh, oh, ooh, I, ooh. Love I love you i love you that's a guy named Bre- what did you think they said i want you I thought it was I Love You. Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's fight over it. Uh, Brad Howell was the main voice. He had been a backup singer for Peter Gabriel, Cyndi Lauper, Madonna, Lionel Richie, wow. and Don Henley. Nice. And they offered him the same deal. Here's a whole bunch of money. Shut up. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. The two female voices that backed them up were uh-huh. Jody Rucco and Linda Rucco. I'm not sure how they're connected they may be sisters they may be cousins but here's the fun thing Mm -hmm. take those names and go search them on youtube okay these people now that it's all been blown apart you know they have their money right but it was blown apart in the courts they go out and perform now i'm sure it's a full concert but part of what they perform are (laughs) milli vanilli songs
1: Oh my gosh, I'm and laughing it's, so hard. And it's them. Oh, so, I love it.
0: I love it. Me too. All right, what are we going to play? It said here once again before Rob and Fab, Frank Farian was the producer of a Meatloaf album, Blind Before I Stop. Can you hear it? Yeah. Yes, you do. Here you go on Rock School. into the first break the idea of rob and fab here's their problem and i really believe this is one of their main problems once it was found out that they did it and when we talk about this next group that did exactly what rob and fab did right they did the same thing but Rob and Fab, instead of keeping their mouth shut, saying, gosh, I'm sorry, going away for a couple years and then coming back and having another shot at it, yeah. they didn't do that. They began to throw around shade on all kinds of people in the march 1990 issue of time magazine rob Pilatus was quoted, quoted proclaiming himself to be the new elvis look what? look even if you were indeed oh the person who, who sang it you had a couple hits
1: you ain't even the old elvis
0: your job is to say i can't believe this is happening I to know, me right? i thank all of my listeners and gosh i hope the second album does well yeah. Yes, indeed. However, he states reasoning reasoning that the duo's success was successful because they were more talented musically than Bob Dylan, Paul McCartney, and Mick Jagger. Wait, no
1: he did not. Yeah, he did.
0: He said exactly that. Furthermore, the second album really was the downfall because until the second album, nobody was really going... You know, yeah, there was a glitch. Okay, they were lip syncing, <sighs> but is it really them? Oh, boy. It was a Los Angeles Times reporter named Chuck Phillips who started throwing around the idea that, look, it ain't them. Yeah. Once it was announced, lawsuits flew. Mm. As a matter of fact, my own hometown of Cleveland. Do
1: it, Cleveland!
0: asked for full refund yeah, they from did. the sales of tickets and albums. <laughs> and furthermore, and I got to be honest with you, this seemed a bit much. Mm-hmm. The band lost their Grammy for uh, Best New Artist yeah. and had to give it back publicly. You know what? Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not needed. giving it back. Well, giving it back is one thing, but why'd they have to give it back publicly? Why did you have to, as the Stick Grammy group of people, why'd I'm you not. have to spank them in front of the world?
1: Agree. Just
0: have them come up to the building. Here's your trophy. Let's go Are away. Are
1: you kidding? Melodin.
0: I think you give... A human being, a shot at another try. You really do. Look, these guys got caught up in this world that this Frank Farian put together, and Frank's fine. Frank went on. Yeah, he did. When in reality, these were the guys out front, and these were the ones that took the punch in the nose. Not sure it was needed. Go ahead. Who's listening to us?
1: KPVL, Decorah, Iowa. Wonderful.
0: Back in a minute here on Rock School. Okay, coming out of the break, it just kept getting worse and worse for Millie Vanilli. In December of 1990, singer songwriter David Clayton Thomas sued Millie Vanilli for copyright infringement, alleging that the title song of All or Nothing used the melody from his 1968 song Spinning Wheel which was a big hit for That's right. David <laughs> Clayton-Thomas was the singer of Blood, Sweat & Tears. So not only were they stripped of and and Cleveland wanted their money back, this fella David Clayton-Thomas came up and asked for copyright. So out of this break, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to play a little bit of the Millie Vanilli song All or Nothing and then go right into spinning wheel and you the audience can make the decision was it lifted did it really require a copyright lawsuit Uh, here comes all or nothing right into spinning wheel here on rock school Once again this week, a little bit late coming into the bottom of the hour. I'm Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. So what happened to these two guys, Rob and Fab? Well, they try to come back in 1997 with Fab. Frank Farian at the helm why'd you come running back to the guy
1: I know right (laughs) okay I would have ran away from the guy
0: the album was completed but Rob Pilatus had a terrible time with drugs and assaults and things like that twice he bails out of the album he's brought back by Fab Morvan on the eve of the album's release it's done it's finished rob was found dead of an accidental overdose now who do you blame that on it's a question of addiction do you blame it on the person who did it do you blame it on the forces that were pushing
1: oh so sad it's it's
0: one of those things we gosh we love in our society to destroy people who are successful but you know every what's the what's the line every um Every snowflake pleads not guilty after the avalanche. Mm-hmm. So uh, whose fault is it that it happened? Is it Frank's? Is it Rob's? Is it us? Is It's it...
1: a lot of people. You'll
0: never know, but the fact remains there will never be Millie Vanilli again. So let's do seven days in 70 seconds. These are the rock and roll dates. November 9th all the way through November 15th. You got Monday, Tammy?
1: Do it. November 9th, 2015. Alan song dies at age 77 this is the fifth anniversary and you know they will second line in new orleans not
0: a question november 10 1979 the first rap song to chart in the billboard 100 rappers delight by the sugar hill gang lands at 84
1: november 11 1957 shirley bassey is held hostage at gun punt In London,
0: right? (laughs) Yeah, in a London hotel.
1: Uh, She's released, what, three hours later?
0: That's what it said. November 12, 1973, Queen embarks on their first tour, opening for Motha Oop.
1: November 13, 2000, the first official sanctioned Beatles website goes live. TheBeatles.com November 14th,
0: 1998 Lauren Hill becomes the first female rap artist to get to number one without a guest artist. The song Do-Wop That Thing, which by the way, if you listened to last week's show, yeah. debuted at number one. Whoop. And finally what we're talking about today. November 15th 1990, producer Frank Farian publicly admits that he put together Millie Vanilli as a pretty front for Studio Musicians.
1: I don't know who to blame more.
0: I don't either. Is it him? Is it Millie Vanilli? You know, it, it, to me, it would be hard to blame Millie Vanilli because if you're trying. To become successful?
1: Yeah. You this, would do anything, right, right?
0: If you just look at the contracts that musicians sign, uh-huh. whereas you look at them five, ten years later and you go, are you insane? Why on God's earth would you have signed that? I
1: know. Because they'll sign anything to become popular. Right. Famous. I,
0: I just want to be a rock star. I know. So... I, it, I don't know.
1: I blame him.
0: I, <laughs> I'm not going to say one way or the other. So what happens? Now we've got a dead person. Rob is found dead of an accidental overdose. Well, Fab Morvan has released several singles and has also acted as a DJ, believe it or not, on Los Angeles's KIIS. It calls KISS FM. KISS FM, his last attempt was in 2011 he released a song called anytime on itunes would you like to hear it
1: do you have it
0: i have it it sounds like this on rock school Coming into the second break, I have said from the beginning of the show uh-huh. that I have another story no. that is somewhat equal, if not completely equal, to what happened to Rob and Fab Millie Vanilli. Back a while, there was a group called Black Box, which Uh was an EDM group. EDM standing for electronic dance music. It's that stuff you go to hear that goes. "Mm
1: mm 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 Yes. I'm dancing. Whoop, whoop.
0: Got all the stuff in your face, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: They employed a woman named Martha Wash. Wait, stop. You know who Martha Wash is? Weather Go ahead. Girls? That's right. It's rain and men. Oh my god. Hallelujah. She's fabulous. Now here's the thing about the the Weather Girls. Uh-huh. The Weather Girls refer to themselves as two tons of fun because neither of the girls are absolutely thin as a rail. They enjoy what is what is the line from I Like Big Butts? Uh Red Beans and Rice didn't miss her? That's
1: right. <laughs> didn't miss me me either girl
0: both of them are overweight so what happened was when the song came out and they needed a visual because this was the time of
1: what do you mean they they needed needed a a visual visual. what does that mean
0: this was the time of pretty people in pretty videos on on mtv french Fashion model Catherine Quinall appeared on all promotional material suggesting she was the singer. How skinny was she? So well she was gorgeous, you know. Come on, she hit the genetic lottery. Every so often you have those people. Mm. Martha Wash brings suit and gets a bunch of money, to which you say, Now come on, this would never happen again it just did to Martha wash would it yeah it did yeah it did who's listening to us after the break I'm gonna tell you who the band is and we'll play the song for you because I'll bet you don't know this on rock school who is this
1: w-m-c-e Eerie, p-a
0: fantastic back in a minute here on rock school <laughs> Coming out of the break, who is this second group that Martha Wash was once again hired for and sang for? However, when it came time for the video, came time for all the promotion, Ms. Wash was not part of it. Mm-hmm. CNC Music Factory. Do you remember the song Everybody Dance Now? Bum,
1: bum, er,
0: bum, er, bum, er, bum. Er. That female voice was indeed Martha Wash. Yeah, it was. Now, here's my question: Why on earth would you not want her? I don't know. She's part, again, you look back at things and come on. you. She's
1: fabulous. Why so, would you not right. want her? It's so
0: smart to do it this way, but you weren't there when it happened. But still, Martha Wash was part of the Weather Girls. Yes. You put her in a black dress with all kinds of additional fabric around and oh, she's yes. on a stage going, everybody dash. Now that would have been a phenomenal visual. Yes, it was. But that's not what they did. What they did, CNC Music Factory, was take a hot model by the name of Zelva Davis and put her in the video. Wash again sued for fraud because not only in the video, but on the record... Zelma <gasps> Davis was credited with no, the vocals, and she
1: did not get the credit on the record. Not
0: even on the record. But what's here's what's uh, funny about it, and you can find this real easy on the YouTube old device. You can go on and find that after the song became a hit, yeah. CNC Music Factory went around with this Zelma Davis, and they win or are doing something on MTV, and they bring Zelma Davis up to the Mike. yes And the guy who's the lead singer i don't know what his name is is one of a hundred people who are trying to get going on mtv right he says don't worry about all this problem this girl can sing and they have her go and you know it's not bad don't get me wrong yeah she can good for her she can sing but she didn't sing it martha wash did wrong Everybody dance now at CC Music Factory here in Rock School. (laughs) here on Rock School now look we've given you Milli Vanilli we have given you CNC Music Factory a person simply caught lip-syncing isn't quite as bad as what you got from these two stories and it hasn't hurt anybody as much as but look here are some of them Whitney Houston and Beyonce both lip-synced the Star Spangled Banner both at the Super Bowl and Oops. Obama's inauguration
1: what are you serious yeah, That's
0: absolutely true Wow uh, Britney Spears and Mariah Carey both lip-synced their Las Vegas residency look you're paying to see them not to hear them sing uh, Carrie was caught really bad on Dick Clark's New Year's Eve 2016. Yeah. Uh, the video's been blocked all over the place, so good luck seeing it. Everybody knows Ashley Simpson blatantly caught.
1: That no, was awful. I
0: know, on Saturday Night Live. And then she tried to blame it on acid reflux, and her band <laughs> screwed up. And uh, Oh, stop it. Oh. Eminem also was accused of rapping to what they call Accent. Yeah. Tracks. So you had a video, or not a video, but a piece of audio of him rapping. Yeah. And then he performed over top of it. And I, I hate to say it, but I'm kind of with him on that. If you're putting on a show and you rap as quickly as he does, there comes a point in time where you, you need to grab oxygen. Okay. And if you have a track running underneath him, he can back off a second, catch some air, and then go back. Do we
1: want to hear that? (sighs) Come on now. Just just, do the real uh, thing.
0: I don't know. I'm kind of okay with Eminem doing it. I'm rapping, but there's a, a track underneath me that when I run into trouble, my audio people can bring it up and then when I'm good again, they can bring it back down. Jeez. You don't like that?
1: No. Katie, just do the thing.
0: Katy Katie Perry's performance of Roar at the 2013 NRJ Music Awards in France was terribly out of sync to the point where yep. the show's host interviewed and said, What are you doing? Uh, Justin Bieber responded to Morgan Stewart, an e-reporter who accused him of lip-syncing during Coachella, said he didn't do it, but... He did. The Red Hot Chili Peppers were caught at the Super Bowl playing with unplugged instruments. You remember they backed up Bruno Mars?
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah,
0: and look, a lot of TV shows want people to lip-sync because not only that it makes it better, but it stays in time. We have to complete this in an hour and a half. You have four minutes for your performance. Don't get fancy. If you just (laughs) lip-sync your show, it would be good. Don't
1: get fancy. Yeah,
0: just do a simple search for Saturday Night Live and lip-sync, and you will find a ton. Does it bother you if you go to see somebody who is quite active on stage, dancing and all that, if they're lip-syncing? Does it bother you? Yes. Does it really? It does. You're not just paying to see the person? You were, like, we went to see the Rolling Stones. And I have said multiple times, my God, for the first time in my life, I was in the room with Mick and Keith.
1: Yeah, you were.
0: Now, look, they didn't lip sync.
1: And they did fabulous. They did
0: fabulously. Fabulous. They're, a different, they're a different level of performers. Uh-huh. But let's say they didn't. I was still in the room with Mick and Keith, I pay, wasn't I? No,
1: come on, stop. No. no? All right. I want the real thing.
0: That'll wrap it up. Sorry, Millie Vanilli. I don't think you deserved everything you got. Girl,
1: you know it's true.
0: Yes, you do. I'm Joe Burns.
1: Tammy Burns. That'll
0: do it. Class is dismissed.